You ready? I'm ready. Okay. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to a new episode of So Worthy, the podcast. Today, we have a special guest, as you see, in that we have someone who's like, hmm, who is this person? And that we have my friend Nick Tucker here, and that he has like super bomb music. And he just has like a whole testimony that's all about God and everything. While also at the same time, he's pursuing purpose in his 20s, just like all of us trying to figure out like where we're going or what we're doing, what we're not doing, who we're around, who we're not around. And so today's interview is just going to be super amazing and stay tuned the whole time. All right. And so I can talk about, I can introduce you myself or you can talk all about you. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. Who's Nick? Word. Word. What's up, y'all? Um, my name is Nick Tucker. Um, I am from Charlotte, North Carolina, um, but was raised in a little suburb, you know, kind of on the south side of Charlotte called Weddington, North Carolina. And uh, yeah, I came up to, um, we're currently in the Harrisonburg area and I mm-hmm. came up here, honestly, for school. I was a soccer player most of my life and, um, you know, got recruited for soccer at a small little school called Eastern Mennonite University. Small, um, small. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you can barely find it on the map, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I came up here, you know, for soccer and mm-hmm. um, ever since that, I mean, I pretty much, this. I mean, that's what brought me up here. I feel like God used that yeah. to bring me up here and uh, now I'm up here full time. So you can see that God had a had a greater plan and it, it was not soccer, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. so yeah. that's me. Yeah. Hmm. And you started in soccer. So how did you go from soccer to what you're doing now? Uh, or what you're actively pursuing now? Okay. So, yeah. So for those of y'all that don't know, um, so I'm a, I'm a gospel artist. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd say rapper, but most of the time I, I like to do some worship type music too and everything. So I don't really like to box myself in and just say, you know, that I'm a rapper, even though, you know, rap and hip hop is pretty much what, you know, kind of shaped me. But mm-hmm. for me, I feel like, I feel like rap, hip hop, like music in general, like I came from a sort of musical family. My mom sings and plays the piano mm-hmm. and everything. My grandparents introduced me to like, you know, nineties, you know, hip hop and R and B in their house. We'd be dancing around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like soccer was like the main thing that I kind of got like addicted to cause I was good mm-hmm. at it and everything. Yeah. And it uh-huh. kind of became most of like my identity. And so mm-hmm. I was just like an athlete. Like that's what I, you know, felt like, you know, that was the, that was the goal. And for mm-hmm. me, I don't know if I ever I feel like I I might have had a passion for it at one point, mm-hmm. but I think soccer at one point just seemed like the only thing that like mm-hmm. I really felt like I was good at, you know, mm-hmm. in a certain sense mm-hmm. that it was like, oh, I see a lot of success in this. Mm-hmm. So for me, my path was like, I'm going to, I'm going to pretty much take soccer as far as it can go. Mm-hmm. And that led into like, you know, pretty much COVID, you know, the pandemic mm-hmm. um, before the pandemic happened. And I, you know, that became a thing. Like mm-hmm. I thought I was going to go overseas. And even though I went to a small D3 school, mm-hmm. I thought I was going to go try out for pro teams overseas. Yeah. Um, my mom's from Finland. So, um, you know, for me, that's like a small country in Scandinavia. If, you know, y'all didn't know that, but um, I was pretty much going to go over there and live with some of my mm-hmm. family and try to, mm-hmm. you know, try know for that. some teams over uh-huh. there. But yeah. music was always there. Like mm-hmm. I've always, you know, I've always enjoyed poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been around rap and hip hop. Like I pretty much fell in love with um, just the authenticity, you know, yeah. the rap. You know, some people say that, that people lie in their raps and they talk about guns and whatnot, you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But, but for me, I think that there was such a rawness to it, you know, uh-huh, everything that I yeah. really like. So uh-huh. I was around battle rap. I was around spoken word. I was mm-hmm. around, you know, just rapping hip hop music in general. Like yeah. that culture, you know, was mm-hmm. something that 
I connected to, even though most of the people in that culture didn't look like me, mm, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, yeah. but I appreciated just the art form, you know, yeah. that. So I feel like it was always there, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, and I, and I freestyled a lot growing up yeah. um, and everything. I would just randomly mess around in the car and just play around with different, different flows and cadences and yeah. try to like, think of like, I'm like, oh, how do they, how do they come up with stuff off the top of the dome? Like, how do they just think of stuff in their brain like that? Yeah. And I would just practice. So yeah, it's always been there. I just don't think that I ever... A white kid from the suburbs. I don't mm-hmm. think like I really took it seriously. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, oh I, I can could be a rapper. Yeah. yeah. Even mm-hmm. Eminem, he comes from like a pretty rough background. So like for yeah. for him, I feel like that was his way out. You mm-hmm. know, everything mm-hmm. of like you know the Detroit area he's from. So for me, it's, it, it was kind of like I don't think I ever conceptualized in my mind like it's possible. Like I could be yeah like mm-hmm. that I or that I would or could you know be a rapper. It just didn't fit the mantra of like how I grew up. I mm-hmm. guess even though that was something I really love, you know, and mm-hmm. had a passion for. So yeah, yeah, I get that. So, how was your transition from, okay, I'm going to Finland. Okay, Lord, like, I feel like I'm going to be going to Finland. I'm going to be doing soccer full time and all this. How was letting go of that and then like following what the Lord had for you, which was not that? How was that transition like post grad? I think it was, yeah, it was a little difficult. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think soccer was such a big part of my life. When something like that has been around for so long, like you kind of, mm-hmm. it's not, it becomes part of your identity yes. and everything. And like mm-hmm. now, now yeah. I kind of don't know who I am without soccer. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. and that's how I kind of felt, you know, along my career is I would get injured. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like anytime I was on the bench or I wasn't playing yeah. and everything, I would feel like a failure, you know what I'm saying? Or I feel like mm-hmm. I didn't really have much purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of difficult because I think if your purpose is not higher than just the activity that you do. Mm then like you'll get stuck in this kind of place where you where you actually don't know who you are and what you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's like good. who is Nick aside from soccer? Like because soccer, you know, I, I don't feel like I fit in, you know, very well in my middle school and high school. But mm-hmm. soccer was the one thing that like I was kind of like a star mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. Right. So people would recognize that and everything. Mm-hmm. And like maybe we wouldn't have the deepest friendships and I wouldn't have those relationships. Mm-hmm. But at least people like respected me in my game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for me, I think I had there was a deconstruction process that had to happen mm-hmm. from that when I kind of was like, Oh, COVID happened. Yeah. I guess I'm not going over to Finland now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not going to be with my family. So yeah. I kind of was stuck. I actually was like, when you have plans mm-hmm. set mm-hmm. out for you yeah, and this mm-hmm. is, you have certain expectations. Yeah. And then all of a sudden like that just kind of gets ripped away from you or just kind of tears mm-hmm. down. It's like, what do I do? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of stuck in that place. Like, yeah. yo, like, what do I, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And, um, I think one thing that was interesting about that was like, there was an availability for like the internship mm-hmm. with our campus ministry that we're, you know, we were mm-hmm. part of, you know, every nation campus. And so mm-hmm. I think for me, that seemed like the next, the step. next best thing or the next step mm-hmm. yeah. that I should do, you know, yeah. everything. And, um, you know, yeah, we can talk, we can talk more about that. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We can talk about uh, that. Yeah. And like, I totally get what she's saying because I remember right after I had graduated from architecture school at JMU, like James Madison, like EMU and JMU are like right near each other. Um, So we knew each other in like undergrad. Yeah. Um, But like, I remember when I had graduated, like my whole life, I thought like I'm going to be an architect. Well, at first an OBGYN, but then an architect. And then it's like the Lord stripped that. And yeah. I literally felt that feeling of like, mm. who am I? Because I imagine my life being like I'm gonna make six figures by this certain age mm-hmm. or you know I'm just gonna be like financially stable by this certain age or I'm gonna be able to brag about my career like that was yeah. a big thing because like growing up especially like um 
as a black person and it's probably like you know the same like from another culture but like it's all about like you want to be the bragged about kid mm, right yeah. or like people hype you up Seems you know successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yes yeah. yeah yeah like the idea of success like the lord really had to work on that and so mm, i know yeah, exactly no, I, what you're saying i yeah. feel that uh-huh. i feel that so where do you I mean, I know this is your podcast, but no, no, keep going. Um, you know, where do you kind of feel like you're at, like in that process? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you thought you were going to be these things, uh-huh. and kind of similar to me, like yeah. where you're at right now. Uh-huh. Like, well, how do you feel like you got here, and like, has your perspective shifted? Yeah, since you've gotten to this yeah, it's place. it is like it's just it has just switched like so much. Like, I feel like a year ago, not I, I would love to say three years ago, but honestly, like I me mean, straight up, a year ago, I feel like a year ago, I was like. um, What's the word? Like, I put identity in things or I put identity in, like, how much I could do or how much I could earn or how much, like, I could honestly just save. Because, like, finance is just a huge big deal to me. But, like, that's not where my identity is first, you know? And so, like... I think really from letting go and having different things happen, that's when it started, like my perspective started to shift. But mm-hmm. then also like really my identity. Like right now I have, I like own DOD Clean and a like business based in Harrisonburg while also like I'm a preschool teacher during the day. And, <laughs> and then like I'm a blogger and podcaster and like all these different right. things. And it's like, yeah. and I feel like, you know, to the world or to someone who doesn't understand mm-hmm. what I'm doing, it's like, oh, why are you doing all this? stuff or like it's unnecessary but like I'm not thinking about the right now yeah you know I'm thinking about five years from now or 10 years from now like my goal my dream is to be like part-time stay-at-home mom but also be in real estate and do different things and like yeah. everything that I'm doing aligns up with that mm-hmm. but at the same time the Lord had to purify me before right. I could you know get to the next step mm-hmm. um and so I just feel like Honestly, through just going through like financial struggle too, like that has been like a big presser of mm. me not having my my identity. Like even um, I don't, I want to keep um going on real no, quick, but I'll just say real quick. So like literally this morning, I was having this conversation with um one of my mentors. She's um from Duck, like church we go to, and she was like, "What do you feel like the Lord is teaching you, or like what do you feel like you're learning?" And I told her like honestly, I feel like I'm learning how to be safe and secure and just having enough. I'm learning how to be safe and secure, not in a savings amount. For Mm -hmm. instance, like in financial freedom or like in financial circles, it's always about like having three, six months emergency savings. Right. Right. And like right now I don't have that. But like I have a secure job. But at the same time, like my security is not even in my job. My security is in the Lord. My security is in him, like providing daily for me. You know, Mm -hmm. like he provides everything we need according to his riches and glory. And so. Yeah, I think that and oh, this is probably going to go into like another question um, for you. But like, honestly, I feel like um, mm, honestly, I feel like me not placing my identity in the things I do, the architecture degree, the amount of money I have, the savings account and investment account, anything, Roth, anything um, has kind of come from like people not supporting me. Like, I mm-hmm. hate to say it, but honestly, it's like. That has like kind of like been a push of like, well, do I work for the Lord? Do I work for myself? Well, do I do this podcast just for like to earn money or all these things? Or do I do do this podcast because like I literally want to tell the gospel. I want people to know what it means to like live a godly lifestyle. It's not just a Sunday, you know? And so, yeah. And so then I feel like that leads into like the next question of Hmm. how do you continue pursuing the Lord or how do you continue pursuing purpose when you do not have support? Yeah, honestly, uh, 
Or even music. How do you keep pursuing music if you don't yeah. have support? No, because it's interesting you ask that because when I think about it, like growing up, like in my family, like they didn't listen to the type of music that I listened to. Right. So I think a lot of times and like, you know, I, I love my family, you know, we all got different music tastes mm-hmm. and everything. But um, and even with some of my like friends and I, like I said, I wasn't really like tapped in with like, mm-hmm. didn't have like a good community, like in the public school I went to mm-hmm. and everything. And, um, you know, that partly could have been on me and insecurity and just not, you know, putting myself out there more. But mm-hmm. I think that there just weren't people around that were doing it, mm-hmm. yeah. especially in my high school mm-hmm. and everything. Like, I don't feel like I saw that until like actually after, like once I got into college, it was, mm-hmm. it was really interesting. I started to see these SoundCloud links pop up and everything of like dudes that I went to high school with mm-hmm. that are now doing rap. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't even know you did music in mm-hmm. high school. I don't even know if you did. Maybe you started in college. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So around me, I don't feel like there was like even a club. There wasn't like a, you know, whatever. And I think that honestly, if you want something, like I think my issue was soccer is easy because it's a team sport and you're around a bunch of other people that want the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think I was always more of like a, like a follower. I had to have people around and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had much motivation to do things on my own and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think that's what kind of hindered me from mm-hmm. maybe starting music earlier or mm-hmm. even pursuing like doing poetry yeah. or spoken word because mm-hmm. I don't think that. I think I always felt like I had to have people around that did the same mm-hmm. thing as me mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Even though I'm watching dudes, like, you know, I'm, I'm watching, and mind you, I actually got introduced to gospel rap super early. So, mm-hmm. you know, Lecrae, Tripoli, all them and everything, like mm-hmm. they were huge influences on me. And I mm-hmm. think that for me, it was enough for me to just keep my little music playlist to myself, listen to my stuff mm-hmm. and not really share about it, not really talk about it, yeah. you know, whatever, or keep my freestyling to myself in the car. Yeah. You know, everything. It was easier to do that because mm-hmm. who knows what people would say. You know what I'm saying? I was so insecure. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, who knows what people would say if I, you know, was freestyling out loud and yeah. maybe did that. Like, who knows if a lunch table freestyle started in the cafeteria? Like, I don't know what that would have been like. But yeah. for me, I think that, you know, I think I think I waited. Even now, mm-hmm. I think I, I waited until I felt more support. Mm-hmm. But now I'm seeing that now that I've gotten started, mm-hmm. I can do this without Mm. needing the support. So I think that it kind of flipped mm. and everything. So I feel like there was a, around the time when I started like really taking it seriously in writing last year, I feel like I had heard a lot of voices of people being like, yo, you should like do this. Like, you know, you're nice at freestyling. I had put myself out there for that to happen. I think what I'm, what I'm seeing now is like the grind of actually making music and everything. Like I'm not waiting for someone's like mm. encouragement or approval mm. to make songs. Most of the time I'm making songs when I'm just like by myself. And some of them are like, me writing a letter to, you know, saying the father, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Write a letter to God, you uh-huh. know, or um, just what I'm feeling in that moment to kind of journal mm-hmm. and everything. So now I'm seeing it as like more like journal and like therapy and me connecting with God, mm-hmm. like in the secret place. Yeah. You know Cause I mean? it's passion. It's not just yeah. something you do. Like yeah. you enjoy doing it. You love yeah. it. Yeah. I wish I would have started. Like, I wish I would have taken it seriously earlier. Really? And everything. Yeah, for oh, sure. Wow. I think I don't know, but I also don't regret. I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and say that. Yeah say that I missed out or I'm too yeah. late. I don't think there's anything is too late. Uh-huh. I was just watching a podcast, um, uh, Tim Ross, uh, mm-hmm. The Basement. I was I love that podcast. Shout out Tim <laughs> Ross and y'all mm-hmm. should go check that out. Mm-hmm. What he was talking about, um, he brought up the fact that he is starting a podcast at 47 years old and he felt like he was too late, even though mm-hmm. God called him to do it, right? He felt he was too late, but he brought up Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson didn't start acting until 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Like his acting career, like, and he's one of the most well-known actors mm-hmm. of our time. Mm-hmm. He started acting, like legitimately didn't take drama class, nothing like that. He started acting at age 40. Mm-hmm. So like the too late mantra, mm-hmm. I'm not really like feeding into that mm-hmm. because I feel like 
I'm at a place like maturity wise to where I can start to steward this well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if it was back then, I don't know. I don't know what I would have been saying in the songs. And you better, uh, 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 I would have been saying I'm from Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> 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 I'm full time. No, I'm just kidding. We never, we, we didn't have sticks and guns. Don't, don't play. I'm from the, sub, I'm from the suburbs. The only suburban I knew was my house. Anyways. <laughs> Looks very funny. Yeah. <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So. Uh, what was what was the original question? Uh. Um. <laughs> I forgot. I was just listening, and getting convicted at the same time, so I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the question was when you said the part about like starting late, like being late start. I'm like, oh, I feel that. Like, I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think you're late when you're walking with God. Mm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't mm-hmm. think that. I don't think you're late when God, like I felt God nudge me. So like I heard the support of people and I heard the encouragement. It was actually last year. It was February. We went to the ENC, our campus ministry regional conference, went to that. I set up like a cipher with like a couple other dudes. One of my friends who's a producer, he played some beats from a speaker. We did the cipher and we freestyled in the hotel lobby. Right. And like, I got a bunch of support after that. Like people were like, yo, like, do you have, do you make music? Like do you, and all that kind of stuff. And I could have let that boost me to just make a song, mm-hmm. but I waited until like a month later mm-hmm. and I was sitting in a coffee shop, reading the word and praying mm-hmm. and God nudged me to write a song. So it wasn't until God, I felt like God kind of gave me like a God. like a little kick in the butt, mm-hmm. like a little, yeah. you know what I'm saying, a push to be mm-hmm. like, all right, now I'm going to write a song. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's how it started. So I'm glad that I didn't start simply because people wanted me to start yeah. and everything. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if I would have done it based off that and not off like God nudging me, I feel mm-hmm. like it would have been out of like a selfish, yeah. you know, motive and everything. So yeah. that's kind of like why, you yeah. know, I feel like I started. Yeah like taking it seriously and writing music. And that's why I feel like I'm not too late mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Because like I see myself as like, even though I started at 25 and a lot mm-hmm. of people start writing when they're like 10, 11, 12, mm-hmm. like I'm like at that infancy stage, mm-hmm. I might have more knowledge and you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the, the, the lyrics and metaphors might be there, but mm-hmm. I'm like at that 10, 11, 12 age yeah. when it comes to starting this rap thing. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to hold myself to this standard of like, Nick, you need to be like, this professional, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you need to be like this high, you know, mm-hmm. the level of excellence is continuing to grow, mm-hmm. you know, as I move forward. So I see myself as like a baby the same way as I'm a baby, you know, when it comes to being reborn, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? In Christ. So yeah. it's kind of the same way. So mm-hmm. I just don't put too much, I don't put so much pressure on myself mm-hmm. to be something, to, to be somewhere that I'm not yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, well, yeah. That could be the whole interview, but it's not. Oh my gosh. But that just hit me because like, what was it? Like after I graduated, like, you know, post-grad and everything, I imagine like having, like owning a home and I imagine like doing all these different things. Like, but the Lord said, no, and it didn't happen. It wouldn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. He does, he does that sometimes. Yeah, he says, skirt, 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 skirt. He said, you <laughs> think like you gonna go here? Skirt, skirt, skirt. <laughs> yeah. But like when it didn't happen, I felt so crushed. Mm. But I realized I was crushed because it was an idol. I realized I was so crushed mm. because I was putting my identity in like um my dreams more than I was putting my my identity in the dreamer, the vision, the the original visionary, the original creator, mm. which is Jesus. And so, did you feel like those things marked like success? Yeah. Like, like oh like succeeded? yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like getting out of debt marked success. Um. What else? Oh, uh, of course. Like you know, amount of money like you make yeah, marked yeah. success. 
how much emergency savings you have marks success, having like a secure job, like going through our architecture school, like, of course, at the end, it was like, well, I'm going to be an architect or yeah. whatever. But like literally my senior year, I was like, I do not want to do this. Literally going through three different architecture architecture internships, I realized like, I do not want to do this. Like I do want to, like, I do think design and everything is so amazing. Like I love design. Like, come on, Easter dinner table set. <laughs> ah, like, I love it. You know, like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to do traditional design. Mm. Like, I don't right. want to, um, I'm going to tell a quick story real quick. So during my second architecture internship, I was at a local architect firm in Harrisonburg. And I I remember there was this one day I was talking to my boss and like her and I had a great relationship, um, which it's nice to have a good relationship with the person you work for. Um, And she like we were just talking. She said, you know, the first 10 years in architecture, you're sitting that a desk and you're drafting so which means like you're just on the computer and that's just how it is and if you don't want if like if you don't want to do that like it's good that you know this now versus later and I was like I do not want to do this like me just like you know how I am like I'm talking to yeah, yeah, like I like meeting yeah. new people like I love hugging babies you know and like <laughs> like yeah like yeah. that just would not have fit yeah, yeah. me and so like if I were to try to shape myself into the mold of success which is mm. like from the world and like what is the definition of success it's like pleasing God right it's following God it's being obedient to the Lord 100%. you know yeah. it's like you think about Jeremiah is a prophet like he was going out you know telling people about Jesus of course well about God but then also like you know calling him out and things like that so like to the world he would not be successful but to the Lord he was obedient and he was successful yeah Yeah. and so I think one of my one of my last questions is what is your what was your definition of success when you graduated it's probably like a three part question Mm. what was your definition of success when you graduated college, what was, well, let me back up. Okay. Where? Okay. So I have three questions. What was your definition of success before you went to college? Mm-hmm. What was your definition of success after college? And what is your definition of success now? Mm. So it's like three parts. Yeah. Uh, my definition you of success. A- you gave me a. <laughs> my de- I don't know how to like. Described like I feel like I feel like before I went to college, mm-hmm. I don't know if like if if I was going to college specifically like this sounds bad, but I don't know if I was going to college specifically for like the education you know like purpose like I you were I, going I really, for I really, chicks no oh sorry that's part of the question, but <laughs> nah, like, okay. I feel like I feel like I was going there specifically for soccer uh-huh. like honestly really like, oh yeah I wouldn't have gone to do you athletes think like that 100%. like they go to especially, school just especially for- if you think especially if you think that you're gonna make it like really to, like a big league you know what I'm saying if you if you think you're gonna make it like overseas or something like. Uh-huh that's like your next stepping stone of success. But mm. I also don't think that I ever, yeah, I think my, my idea of success was like, I'm going to like show out, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, coach mm-hmm. had told me when he recruited me that I'm going to start and play and then I'm going to be one of like, you know, the key players. So I'm like, word, you know, that's awesome. So my level of success or idea of success was like, I'm going to come there, I'm going to show out. Mm-hmm. And then from there, make highlight tape and mm-hmm. I'm going to 
get overseas and mm-hmm. I'm going to try to mm-hmm. like play somewhere and like play pro or something. Mm-hmm. Like my idea of success was just like making it to that level. Yeah. Was just getting to like be pro. Like here. This like, level, yeah. Like I don't level. even know if I needed to stay up yeah. there. I think my idea uh-huh. of success was like, that's like mm-hmm. pretty much like the highest level that I think I can get to. Right. Yeah. So that was my idea of success before college. Yeah. I feel like after college, my idea of success mm. was kind of similar, but I feel like, just from a worldly, like a world perspective, maybe even like assumptions of like how I felt like my family saw success. I thought it was like getting like a good, you know, job with benefits and, you know, all that stuff. Like just having, having it together, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Getting, yeah, being getting secure. Yourself, being secure, yeah. you know what uh-huh. I'm saying? In that, yeah. in that way. And um, probably when I, you know, I joined that internship with mm-hmm. ENC, yeah. I probably saw that as like going full-time campus ministry mm. was like success. Oh, yeah, keep because going, keep the, going. The title, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The title yes. of like being yeah. like a campus missionary or mm-hmm. whatever, like, yeah. you know, and being on staff like that. I think I saw mm-hmm. that as success. Yeah. I think success now looks less like having the right job or being secure financially, but it's like, like kind of what you talked about, obedience to mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Like I think is, is me, like, I just want to hear God's voice more clearly in this season mm-hmm. and, um, you know, yeah, obey mm-hmm. when I like hear what he's, you know, speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think success, like in general, is just like, like discipling people and like leading them to Christ and mm-hmm. like, like even hearing, like, you know, doing the music and staying obedient with that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like for me, it's hearing the impact it has on people, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. Yeah. Like, not mm-hmm. necessarily that I'm the one doing the impacting, but it's like me putting out music that allows yeah. people to like commune with the Father. Yeah. You know, to have like these worship moments and these mm-hmm. secret place moments. Like yeah. for me, I just want to see people impacted and transformed. Mm-hmm. Said transformed. That's not even transformed. I got what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? But like to see people impacted yeah. uh-huh. and transformed, mm-hmm. um, you know, by the gospel and, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully like the lyrics that, you know, I'm able to write and that the Holy Spirit and I, you know, write together. So yeah, yeah. I'd probably say that's where, that's where I'm at. And yeah. You know, who knows what's next? Like if I'm supposed to go, mm-hmm. you know, music full time, you know, yeah. everything and make that, you know, a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, but just right now, like Where being su- being right successful now? is like what I have on my plate right now. Yeah. That's that so I feel good. like God is laid in front of me. It's mm-hmm. like, let's attack those things and be obedient to those things. Yeah. So whether yeah. it's music or I do videography and photography too, like yeah. I mean, music, videography, photography, and I DoorDash. So I guess, you know, yeah. handling business out there delivering these yeah. deliveries, you know? Yeah. And it's like being faithful with small. And it's like, like I relate to that. Cause like right now, like working at the preschool, like what do we do? We're obedient. We be obedient to God and everything. Yeah. But then also like we were obedient, like our vocation, recreation, all this stuff, right? Um, and like right now at the school, like kids will just be napping and I'll lay my hands on them and be praying for them, you know, and like just speaking whatever the Holy Spirit tells me to um, speak over them. Mm, or, you know, I get to see them grow. I'm appreciative of that. And I hope like that translates into later, like God willing, hopefully like when I'm like full-time entrepreneur or full-time real estate agent or whatever, like I'm not like, I'm not there just to do something mm. right. Like I'm there on purpose. So the same way I'm laying hands on like these kids while they're sleeping, is going to be a same way like i'm gonna be praying over these houses yeah. before people get in there i'm gonna be calling uh-huh. out all the owls and yeah, 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 yeah. false gods yeah. all that stuff you know like I, it's Facts. the same thing Facts. but like it's about jesus first yeah you know and so yeah all right so before we head out i have to ask what is one thing that you wish you knew back in your like when you started in your 20s when i started in my 20s mm-hmm 
Because you're 25, so you're closer to 30. Yeah, I'm, I'm 24, so I'm yeah, closer I'm, to 20. Yeah, I'm 25 going on 30. Like, <laughs> knees are, the knees are starting to hurt. You know what I'm saying? The arthritis about to kick in. No, I'm just kidding. But um, what do I wish I knew? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I wish that I took more risks. Oh, really? I, think I wish, yeah, because I wish I would, I would have been more willing to like. This sounds crazy, but I think I wish I would have been more, um, more okay with like failing. Like I think like trying stuff, like going out there, you know, on a limb and you know trying to hear like the Lord's voice and or try to tap into like different you know passions, you know, talents, skill sets. Like try to tap into those like earlier and like just take risks, you know with those things and just not be afraid of the result. If that makes sense. Like, wow. like going out there, you know, and just trying things. Yeah. Like shout out to Tim Ross again, but mm-hmm. he said this in his podcast too. He said, um, uh, you know, there's no such thing as failure. It's just finding. So mm. when you, you're not failing at something, you're just finding what you're not supposed to do or not good at. Wow. I gotta so, write that down tonight. Really? So that's just one thing. Wait, say I, it one more time about failure. Say it one more so time. It's not failure. It's finding. Mm-hmm. So basically that it's, it's not you failing at mm-hmm. something it's you finding what you're not supposed to do or you're not good at Ooh. so i see i see it as like i see it as like that so i wish i would have told myself that or what I wish i would have known that when i was like you know 20 and i would have taken some you know steps of faith and some yeah. some risks you know mm-hmm. yeah wow so, that's so cool it's yeah. so crazy that he says that because like literally right now i'm in the um process and like you can go back and listen to the last couple of episodes or last episode before last and you'll see it um but like right now i'm in the process of like you know growing dod cleaning but also taking like a break in the summer which is like that's what someone does in their first yeah. year of business but true it's where laura's leading me okay um but i'll so, pick up in the fall sabbatical <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> yeah sabbatical and i'll be traveling to greece turkey and italy for 60 days and it's like a hundred percent partnership raise like, wow yeah that's huge and it's literally taking a risk because I've already talked to my job about it, like mm. where I'm going to be back in the fall and everything. But like, do you not know how risky that is? Crazy, like, yeah. already have all the stuff lined up, but like, I don't like, I don't know exactly how the finances are going to come from. But like, okay, he told me to go, so I'm gonna go. Well, okay, he told me to do, so I'm gonna do. Him. Yeah, interesting to provide. It's risky though. It is. Yeah, it, it's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's why our faith is soft sometimes. What do you mean? Like, I think that a lot of times, like, we don't take risks and we don't trust God in a lot of things. So, like, mm. I think if we don't like learn to take like little steps and everything. Like Mm -hmm. I think we learn to hear his voice more, you know, I mean, obviously reading is being your word. If you, if you say that God's not speaking and your Bible's not open, then you're tweaking, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) like he will speak to you if you're in the word. But I think that sometimes like if we hear the voice, you know, Mm -hmm. everything we hear his voice, we gotta, we gotta take some steps of faith. Like you're not always going to have like a scroll drop down from heaven and like have these things laid out mm-hmm. where it's like, Hey, you need to do this step, this step, this step. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you hear like a general like statement about something mm-hmm. and then you got to kind of fill in the steps, Yeah, you know, from there. So yeah. I think, you know, in that just taking a leap of faith and being like, Hey, I don't know. Like he, he hasn't told me where the provision is going to come from, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go anyways. Yeah. You know, in your case, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He told you to go. So you're going to go mm-hmm. and everything. But in terms of him providing the finances and all, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you just got to trust that he's going to handle that Yeah, and everything. So, Letting go and letting God. Boom. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for tuning in Absolutely. to this episode. And before we leave, Nick, where can we find you, find your music and all the stuff? So, um, yeah. So you can find my music on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Music, 
um, even on SoundCloud and stuff like that. If you mm-hmm. look up my name, it's Nick, but it's N-I-K, mm-hmm. no C because I leave the C to Christ. Um, it's N-I-K space Tucker, T-U-C-K-E-R with a period at the end, all lowercase. Okay. So if you look that up on, uh, on all streaming platforms, I should be there. So yeah. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is at T-U-C-K-N-I-K. All right. And what's coming up next week? Oh, snap. So yeah. So we actually have a, uh, a part of like a little collective, a little group of guys that we all wrap together, you know, encourage and elevate one another. It's called Deny Self. And, um, our group is actually having a concert next weekend, mm-hmm. April 15th mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. It's going to be here at Divine Unity Community Church, 1680 Country Club Road. Um, admissions $5. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to get to the warehouse, go around the back of the building and there will be a huge garage door open. So it's going to be sweet. It's going to be like a bunch of us are performing. Even my boy, uh, Zach Williams, who's mm-hmm. 33 Blur, that's his artist name. Mm-hmm. He's coming out from North Carolina to perform and like mm-hmm. open for us. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun time. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a turn up for Jesus. It's also uh-huh. going to be, Come it's on. also going to be, you know what I'm saying? A worship service. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a combination of both. So yeah, yeah. it sounds fun. It's going to be crazy. So excited. All right. All the links. I'll have all the links to follow him, find his music and everything link below. And yeah. before I go, I just want to say like, you know, to follow Christ, like sometimes he, moves you in different directions but like it's just such a blessing like honestly like for referral i'm not just saying just because this is here like it is honestly a blessing to see like how you've grown how mm. you transform but then also to see like you know the lord is continuing continuing to do something Amen. and so i really do hope you keep at the music Come and on. you know it. he'll lead you he'll guide you and yeah so Praise yeah God. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you again to Nick for coming up here. And I will see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Peace, y'all. All right. All good. What time is it?